Okay. Uh, we'll start at the bottom of the Kaf Amad Aleph. The last thing we said was, the Amr of Yochanan Chazaka Ein Adam Mishamer Mashabiyab Chaviro. The halachic assumption is a person doesn't guard properly that which is in the hand of his friends. And we had these situations where a person's uh, fellow touched the item. So uh, we assume that at that moment, since the person themselves loses focus, which is sort of a natural thing to lose focus, right, when someone else takes hold of an item, and therefore, midur abanan, that item becomes tameh. So Gemara wants to question that assumption. Below, is it true that a person can't, doesn't watch what is in the hands of his fellow? We had Tanya, but we learned in the bright as follows. Harisha, you chamaravu polav to nimtaharot. If a person's... Uh, Chamarim, uh, it's like his uh, donkey drivers, right? They're like carrying the load of Polav or his workers, or they're carrying or uh, bearing Taharot. Even though he separates from them, I guess they're traveling along the road, even though he's right, but there's a distance between them of more than a mill, Taharot, Taharot, his Taharot are still Tahar, even though they're far away from him. But if he says them, you be a Boacharech, and I'll follow after you. Then Kamish needs Amu and Amayan, Tarot Tatmayo. Then once his eyes have disappeared from them, and once they're out of eyesight, the Taharot become Tameh. So, uh, so Gemara says, Maishna, Reisha, Maishna, Seifa. Why is the difference between the Reisha and the Seifa? And wait, Rashi and the Torah, they don't like this Girsa. They don't have this Girsa, really. But he understands, Rashi does like this. The understanding should be as follows. Meaning, if you, if you assume that person doesn't guard that which is in the hand of his fellow, and again, Rashi, excuse me, that the Chamarim and the Polim are Ami Haaretz, so they're not careful with the Taharot. So what's the difference between the Reisha and the Seifa? And the Reisha, we said that the, this stuff is still Tahor. And the Seba would say it becomes Tameh. So that becomes Tameh later. We understand that. He's out of eyesight. They're handling it, whatever. But in a ratio, why should it be Tahor? So, uh, so that seems to be against the, uh, seems to be against our statement of Rabbi Yochanan. So Gemara answers as follows. Am Rabbi Yosachnafcha, Reisha b'metaherach ha'marav ha'paralatokach. He says, no, the ratio is in a case where a person in advance was metaher, his donkey driver and his workers. So then, there's no concern that they touch these items, or maybe touch these items, because they're tahor. Everything's great. The Gemara says, Yehachi, if that's the case, save Anami. If that's the case, the save also should be the same thing. So, you have to make, the whole point of having the two cases is to, is to draw parallels between them. So if the first case is where he made him tahor, the second case should also be made him tahor, and if he made him tahor, then why is it problematic when he's out of eyesight? Mara says, uh, and it says, yeah, but an Amha'aretz won't be mocked on the touching of his friend, of his fellow. Meaning, yeah, maybe true that the guy himself, the guys themselves were Tahor, that's true. But once our, once our guy is out of eyesight, then maybe their friends come along, and they're like, ooh, what do you have there? Is it some very interesting items you have on this donkey, you know? And uh, they'll let their friends touch it. And the friends are not, are not going to be uh, Tahorim, and they'll forever become Tameh. So that's why the Seifa were concerned. Well, the Gemara says, Ihachi, if that's the case, Reishanami. And the Reish also to be concerned that the friends are going to come. So the Gemara, so the Gemara answers as follows. The case is where he can come in a uh, diagonal way. Right, like I, Raji says, 
says if the, the, the Reisha, the reason why there is no concern is because even though there's a distance, there's the ability, he has the ability to like cut off the road and just show up at any moment. And they don't know when he's going to show up. So since they're not sure when he's going to show up, they'll be afraid to let their friends touch the stuff. They obviously understand that he wants it to be Tahor, so they're not going to touch it. And that's why in that case, it will be uh, Tahor still. All right, well, Ihagi, if that's the case, Seifa Nami. <laughs> so the Seifa also should be the same, but there's still a possibility of getting the cutoff, you know, uh, the diagonal. No, since in the Seba he says to them, you guys go ahead and I'm going to follow after you, so they sort of rely, like they, they, they allow their minds to rely on the fact that he's not really going to show up so fast. I mean, the first case is sort of just some natural distance, but you never know when he'll make up the, make up the gap. In the second case, the way, he, the way he introduces it is he's saying, essentially like, I'm not going to be there so much, I'll show up at some point later. And that's why we're concerned and they'll feel comfortable, at least in the way we continue in the end, they'll feel comfortable letting their friends touch the, uh, the items, or if, it's a, if it depends how you understand the, the, the cases, maybe it make them tower in the first place, they'll, they'll be willing to touch. Okay, so Hadron Allah Endorshin, Hadron Allah Endorshin, Hadron Allah Endorshin, so that's the end of the second paragraph of Hagiga, which got us started, at least at the end, in the issues of Tuma and Tara, which again are... Presumably quite relevant to the laws of Chagiga. I mean, at the time of Chagiga, everyone's coming to the Beit Hamikdash for the for the, uh, for the uh, Chagim. You're going to have lots of people in, uh, around the Beit Hamikdash. Some of them are Chaberim who keep the laws of Tumantara very carefully. Some of them are Ame Aris who keep the laws less carefully, as they have to know what the, about the interaction between the Ame Aris and the Chaberim. They have to understand the different uh, the different levels of uh, interaction and the different strangers. Okay, now we do the third barrack, which is uh, pretty much all about Tumantara. Now, first Mishnah uh, says as follows: Homer bekodesh mi betruma. We're going to give basically a very long list now of uh, ways in which kodesh is more strict than truma. Remember, kodesh again is a uh, kodshim like uh, korbanot, and we so we already learned there's several things about the kodesh that's different. We'll see some of them as they uh, to come up here, but we'll see a bunch of different real uh, ideas here. Uh, again, uh, it's, it's pretty, pretty much exclusively midurabana. Okay, again, the tuma midurabana. Okay. So first of all, Homer mi kodesh. So one Homer of Kodesh over that of Truma is Shemat Bilin Kelim Betov Kelim the Truma Valolo Kodesh. Okay, the number one is that when it comes to the time of Tvila, we want to uh, dip something in a mikvah. So it comes to uh, uh, Truma, we'll allow ourselves to put one Kli inside another Kli. Okay, and the assumption will be that they're not exactly like, uh, you know, they're not fitting in exactly, so there'll be water they will be able to pass between the two kalim, and water will get everywhere, right? Whenever you put something in the mikvah, or you go in the mikvah, you have to make sure there's no chassid. So nothing interposing between you and the water, or any part in the water. So when it comes to Juma, we're, we're okay with putting one clean time in front of another clean. But, but not for Kodesh, not when it comes to Kodesh, we'll be more strict about that. Okay, we'll see more about this, Rashi says, in the Gemara. A second difference is now when it comes to the uh, back of the kli and the inside of the kli and the beta tzvita is like the handle of the kli when it comes to truma we will recognize those as separate parts of the kli now Rashi points out that this is a specific type of kli where you are able to use on some level all these other parts, the back of it also is going to be like a little bit, let's say, depressed, so that it can be used as a cleat to hold something. Same with the inside can be used, and same with the little handles, I guess, also can be used in some way. 
And what we're saying when it comes to Truma is, we will separate those three, so if one of those three becomes Tamei, the other two parts don't necessarily become Tamei. That's true when it comes to Truma, about Lord the Kodesh, now when it comes to Kodesh, when it comes to Kodesh, one of them, if one part becomes Tamei, the whole thing is considered to be Tamei. By the way, that would be true for Truma Dora to do, but that's the idea there. Okay. Number three. Hanoseya Tamidras, Noseya Tatruma. Somebody who's carrying medra, somebody who's carrying something that was, the example Rashi gives is a, uh, a sandal. Okay, the sandal of a Zav. So the Zav has, has walked with the sandal, he stepped on the sandal, that's Tamei. So the idea is like this, if I want to carry the sandal on one hand, I'm allowed to carry Truma in the other hand. Okay, that I'm allowed. And Rashi says, well, not directly in the hand, he says, Bechavit. He says, in a barrel. She'ino nogea ba'avira. As long as you're not touching the inside of the barrel, that's okay. So you're carrying the truma inside a bar- inside a barrel, and the fact that you're touching the uh, the medris is not going to be problematic. You won't be transmitting the tuma to the uh, to the uh, truma. Okay. That's true when it comes to truma. But lo et kodesh, but you're not allowed to do this for kodesh. And again, we'll explain more in the Gemara. Furthermore, big day ochle truma medras for kodesh. Uh, the clothing of those who eat truma is a medras for kodesh that we mentioned already earlier. Okay. Furthermore, lo kemidat hakodesh midat truma. The measure of kodesh is not the same as the measure of truma. For meaning like uh, the, the the qualities. I mean like the qualities. Shabak kodesh matir uminagev umatbil v'acharka kosher. It comes to kodesh. Number one, let's say you have like a garment or say you have something like that. So you matir. First you have to undo all knots. If you want to be put something in a mikvah, you have to undo all the knots. Or also, and also minagev, you have to dry the garment completely before you dip it in the mikvah. Rashi points out the idea here is to avoid any possibility of chatzitza, right? So if you have these knots, so or, or the, they're tied to so untie all knots, so the water can get everywhere. If the clothing is uh, is wet, so oftentimes the, the parts of the clothing will stick to each other. So you want to make sure that it's separated. So that's when it comes to Kodesh. We're more strict when it comes to Kodesh. Whereas when it comes to Truma, excuse me one second, Uva Truma, Kosher, Vacharkach, Matbil. When it comes to Truma, you can even tie a knot, theoretically, and then put in a mikvah. Again, the assumption is that maybe it's a certain type of knot, or the knot would allow the water still to pass through. So per se, the knot would not be problematic, but we're more machmer when it comes to Kodesh. Okay. Furthermore, Furthermore, if you're making a cleave, uh, if it's completed in a state of tahara, when it comes to kodesh, if you want to use it for kodesh, it still it requires tefillah before you use it for kodesh. There's no real inherent reason why it should require that. It's tahor, but that's a chumrah we have when it comes to kodesh, kodesh so we're going to require that, but not for truma. Furthermore, the kli is going to combine that which is inside of it. If you have several items, and Tuma touches, let's say, one of the items in the kli, so when it comes to Kodesh, everything is considered to be Tameh, but not so when it comes to Truma. Okay? Um... Rashi says, Lo truma ela otash and agaba havia rishon. The thing that it, it, the tuma actually touched is a rishon lotuma. Like if an abba tuma touches it, it's a rishon lotuma. And the gadba havia shnia. And the thing that touches that would be a sheni lotuma. And the gadba shnia shlishid. And the thing that touches that would be the shlishid. If you're not touching it, that, if you don't go that you know that close, then it's uh, you're not actually going to be tamei. As opposed to kodesh, everything's going to be tamei right off the bat. These are all Durabanan. There's all Durabanan stuff. 
Okay. How, furthermore, this will be talked about many times. How Revi'i Bakodis Asur Vashlishi Bajuma. Right, we talk about the fourth level of Tumah, right, a Revi'i Latumah. That for Kodesh is Pasul, that's the end of the line. When it comes to Kodesh, but when it comes to Truma, it's the Shlishi. It only can become a Shlishi Latumah. If a, if, a, if a Truma comes in contact with a Shlishi, it doesn't become Revi'i. That can't go any farther. Furthermore, when it comes to Truma, if one of a person's hands became Tamei, Rashi says, again, let's make sure we're clear, Tuma Durabanum we're talking about, that doesn't make uh, the Adayim Tamei, and uh, excuse me, that only makes the Adayim Tamei and not the body. So if only one of your hands becomes Tamei, it doesn't make the other hand Tamei automatically. If your right hand can be Tamei, and your left hand can still be Tahor, or vice versa. But Uba Kodesh, when it comes to Kodesh, Matabil Shtehen. Okay, you ha- and when it comes to Kodesh, you have to dip both of them in the mikvah. Shehayad Netamei and Chaverta. Bakodesh Uba Lobetruma. Okay, because the one hand is Matami, it's the other one when it comes to Kodesh, but not for a true point worth pointing out is that. I uh, noticed that when it came to Kodesh, we need to beal. You have to dip the hands in the mikvah, as opposed to what we saw earlier when they come, they have to wash your hands. Okay. Why do you, why, is, why is there like redundancy? I don't know. Oh, good. Furthermore, it's a good question. Ochlim, ochlim, niguvim, beyadayim, asobo, betruma. You're a let, a wet, uh, excuse me, um, um, dried, uh, uh, foods with, Dirty hands, so to speak, with dirty hands. Raja says, they mean dirty hands? It means, uh, let's explain. But what niguvim means is dried. Raja says, Shayun niguvim mehem, shalohu shirud latumah meolam. Niguvim means not that you dry them off now, it's that they were dry always. They never came into contact with one of the shiva mashkim, one of the seven uh, liquids, and therefore they were never able to be susceptible to receiving tumah. Uh, tuma. Okay, they never were. Okay, so when it comes to truma, even if your hands are mesoavot, the rashi says shniot tuma. Nonetheless, since this this food is not huchshar, so there's no problem whatsoever. Okay, so you're allowed to touch the truma. You're allowed to touch the truma. Again, if it had been huchshar tuma, so you'd be, you wouldn't allow it because your hands could be a shani, and if your hands are shani, they can make the truma shlishi. But if the, the food never came into contact with water or any of the liquids, so it can't become tummy, so you're allowed to come into contact with that. That should be fairly obvious, except the, the Mishnah says, of Aloba Kodesh, but you're not allowed to do this when it comes to Kodesh. Meaning, again, technically speaking, there should be no reason why you should have to avoid those foods, but we'll see in the Gemara why that is. Okay, and we'll just finish up the Mishnah here. Ha'onin ba'machusar kipurim trichim tvila la Kodesh. And Onin is a person who is uh, awaiting the burial of their relative, of their close relative. Um... Rashi points out it's an onion who has not yet come into contact with the dead body, because you might think they would have. And Mufuzar Kippurim, we said somebody who is, uh, was Tamei, has gone to the mikvah the previous day, and they're just waiting to bring the korban the following day. And those people, though, uh, usually means uh, they're waiting for the morning. Uh, like at night, they can eat truma. But in the morning, not. Right? That's what we're saying right now. They're going to require a second tvila for the kiburim. The only doesn't require. They require for tvila of a low latruma, but not for truma. Look at Rashi. Right? The chumer is that the mechuzah kiburim. He's gone to the mikvah already. So what's he waiting for? So all he's visiting is the is the, is the uh, bringing of the korban. So what we make him do is actually after he brings the korban, he's all good. He say, yeah, but for kodesh, we're extra machmir. Go to the mikvah again, and then you can eat the kodesh. That's not something we require for truma. For truma, we don't even require it 
uh, because it gets ready for nighttime. You don't have to, have to bring the korban. So that's uh, that's the difference. Those are some of the differences there. And we'll get to in the Gemara. We'll get to uh, explaining a lot of these uh, these differences between Kodesh and Truma. Yes, go.